Hello, and welcome to the Siblings Cast Watches His Dark Materials, a podcast where five siblings watch all eight episodes of the first season of the BBC HBO series His Dark Materials, and then we talk about them. Thank you so much for listening. Each week, Kate reads the entire script and screenplay before we get started on the discussion, so I'll let her take it from here. Episode 3, The Spies. After the capture of Lyra by the gobblers in the previous episode, she is rescued by none other than Tony and Benjamin. Mrs. Coulter brings magisterium officers to Jordan College with the express command to find me something that is heretical or illegal. The officers then ransack the college while Mrs. Coulter demands to know from the master where Lyra is. Though the master points out that it is Mrs. Coulter's failure that Lyra is even missing. The officers uncover the books of interpretation for the alethiometer, and Mrs. Coulter discovers that it is Lyra who is in possession of the illegal alethiometer. Lyra is brought to the Egyptians to speak to Fartacorum and John Faw. For her own safety, they have decided to keep her with them in the care of Ma Costa. Lyra is not about to be kept captive again by people she doesn't know, and when she says as much, she learns that the Egyptians know her, know her father, but believe her to be special on her own account. John Fa then tells Lyra that they cannot ask for her trust. They can only hope to earn it, a sentiment very different than that shown by Mrs. Coulter just one episode prior. He then gives her the choice by asking if she will stay with them as they fight to find the missing children. In Ma Costa's home, Lyra is concerned about trusting the Egyptians, but Pan feels like they can, something he never felt about Mrs. Coulter. Ma Costa asks Lyra to help her cook, where Lyra learns that Egyptian women learn more than just cooking in their kitchens. They're armed. When Lyra asks if that's what she's going to be, Egyptian woman, Ma Costa responds by telling her that she'll be whatever she wants to be, her path, that's her choice and hers alone. Fadakorum and Lyra discuss the settling of demons, and Lyra admits that she doesn't want Pan to settle, but Fadakorum assures her that there will come a time when she will tire of him changing, when she comes of age and it will reveal what kind of person she really is. When Lyra shows concern about not liking the form that your demon settles in, Fatakorum replies with what I believe to be the most beautiful line said in any episode so far. He says, Now, I would not change a hair on Sulfanex, but that is not to say that sometimes I don't dream her different. At the Magisterium, Boreal confronts a member of the Magisterium, telling him that he needs to find out where Lyra is, the Magisterium member reveals that they believe the Egyptians have her, and that they are sending officers at that very moment. Later, Boreal again crosses over to the demonless Oxford, where he discovers from Thomas that Grumman had not been born in their world and crossed over to the other, but was born in the demonless world and traveled to Boreal's. With a hypothesis raised that maybe people who are born without a demon receive one when they cross over. Thomas then gives Grumman's family information to Boreal, who enlists a mysterious man to do surveillance. Benjamin, through interrogating the gobbler, discovers that the children are being brought north. Lyra tells him about the plans for the station that she found in Mrs. Coulter's study, but Fadakorum forbids them from going anywhere near Mrs. Coulter, as she cannot know where they are. The Magisterium officers show up, forcing Lyra into hiding in the Costa's home. The Magisterium has no right to search the Egyptians, but do so anyway. Makasa has hidden Lyra well, however, and the Magisterium leaves without discovering her. Lyra, scared and upset, runs from Makasta, telling her that she'll never be safe and that she doesn't know if she can ever trust any grown-up. Makasta tells her that she's right, that Mrs. Coulter will never stop looking for her. When Lyra asks why, Ma finally admits to her the truth of her parentage. She explains how Mrs. Coulter, a married woman, fell in love with Lord Asriel and had his child. 
Lyra. When Lyra was born, realizing they'd never be able to hide who her father was, Azrael took Lyra back to his home, where Egyptian nurse, Ma Costa, took care of her. Mrs. Coulter's husband was determined to kill Lyra, ransacking Azrael's house, leading Azrael to fight and kill him. The Magisterium put Lyra in a nunnery until Azrael stole her away during the Great Flood to take her to Jordan College. Back at Mrs. Coulter's apartment, we see her destroying Lyra's room, and then later, clearly inebriated, she walks across the edge of her terrace and lets out what looks like mechanical beetles from a closed box that get Lyra sent from one of her old dresses. These beetles will eventually find Lyra, where we discover that they are spy flies, a bad spirit with a spell through their heart. Lyra and Fadakorum are able to capture one of the spy flies, but the other gets away, where it will return to Mrs. Coulter, telling her where Lyra is. At the Egyptian roping, John Faw speaks to the gathered Egyptians, telling of how they are going to search for the missing 27 Egyptian children. Some dissent, believing that they should not risk any more lives and that Lyra should not be amongst them. But Lyra, breaking away from Ma and Tony Costa, exclaims that Mrs. Coulter will never stop taking children and that doing nothing will condemn all their children. Fighting back is the only way. Fadakorum tells the gathered group that they will seek out the witch's help. John Faw, in a powerful and chill-inducing speech, asked the gathering to put themselves more at risk, for Lyra, for the children, but mostly for themselves, to travel north, to fight, and to bring their children home. We shall strike the strength out of them, leave them ruined and wasted, broken and shattered, torn to a thousand pieces, and scattered to the four winds. Late that night, Tony tries to sneak out, and when Lyra sees him leaving, she demands to know where he's going. He's going to meet Benjamin to search for the papers in Mrs. Coulter's study, even though Fadakorum forbade it, but Tony believes it's because Fadakorum is old and frightened. Lyra discovers that when she empties her mind, she can make the alethiometer move. She feels like she can trust Fadakorum when she realizes that the reason that he didn't want anyone going to Mrs. Coulter was to keep Lyra safe. She shows him her alethiometer and learns from him that reading it takes decades of practice and requires the use of special books. Without the books... The alethiometer is useless. Once it is discovered that Tony and Benjamin are gone, Lyra attempts to use the alethiometer to check on Benjamin and learns that he is dead. At Mrs. Coulter's apartment, Mrs. Coulter's demon discovers the intruders. Tony is able to escape out of Lyra's old bedroom window, but Benjamin doesn't manage to escape Mrs. Coulter and her demon. When he realizes that she will get information from him, he manages to break free and plummet down the elevator shaft, choosing death over betraying his family. His demon turns to dust. Tony Costa manages to get back to his family. He tells him of Benjamin's death, which reveals to Fadakorum that Lyra can in fact read the alethiometer without the books. He tells John Fadis as they both realize that Lyra will be more valuable to them than they had ever thought. And our episode ends as the Egyptians set sail for Trollicent. This week we had just a couple technical issues. A few people get dropped off the call and it sounds like Kate is talking completely over Boo, but I promise it's just an audio glitch. All right, let's get into the conversation. Can I, am I allowed to say I called it again? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can say Hell that. yeah. You called it. Easy. I know that was that was something I think Kate and I private texted about the fact that you 
nailed a lot of stuff <laughs> after our first episode. Yeah. I was just, you know, like, I guess the monkey thing, when I when I guessed that oh it God. could be a, a person transformed, <laughs> you know, you just gotta throw everything at the wall and just see what sticks. Yeah, two out of three is not right, bad, right? I guess. Well, I mean, we don't That's know. True. We That's don't true. That's true. I'm not. Know the monkey I'm not banking yet. on it, but you know, it could be a magic person. It could, person. Be. <laughs> it could be a magic person. We did. Monkey. Hey, we did have a character say that he was confused by the fact that she had a monkey as a demon. That is That's true. true. Although, I mean, they're very so, similar. Although, <laughs> I was gonna say. Although, I have to say, the very next or. Or the scene, yeah, I think it was like the very, one of the very next scenes is her behavior oh my pretty God. much mirroring. I her was demons. dying. So, oh, where she orangutan yeah. beats the shit out of that guy. That yeah. was insane. Wasn't that? Benjamin, yeah, I was gonna say Benjamin, yeah. Tony Costa. That was so heartbreaking. But like at the same time, I so much respect when he just oh, it's like I will not betray my family. We stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think that kind of brings up maybe one of the main points, I think, of this episode, which I would say would just be, like, family. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And the way that the we're seeing these different characters relating with family and having mm-hmm. family. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think there was um, a lot of this episode dealt with that, and then you also saw kind of the the inverse a little bit with Miss Coulter mm-hmm. losing her family. Yeah. Uh, even though I I mean it it might be a stretch to call Lyra her family at this point. <laughs> uh yeah. By anything other than blood. But I mean right. you really saw her kind of spiraling mm-hmm. in a way that they haven't shown before, which was really yeah. like emotionally right. heartbreaking. I think what is so, what was so striking to me um, about this episode was the difference between Ma Costa and Mrs. Coulter. And I just kept thinking about what happens with grief when you have family, when you have a community, and what happens when you mm-hmm. don't. Um, and so, like, Ma Costa versus, like, Mrs. Coulter, their loss um, – is not it's not that like in my opinion that Makasa like loves um her son whose name just randomly Billy. out of my head. Billy. No, Billy. <laughs> Billy more than Mrs. Coulter, I think it's just that Makasa has a healthy love um and uh, is grounded in family and community where obviously Mrs. Coulter mm-hmm. does not have that grounding. Yeah. Very right. controlling and not spun very tightly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I also, I just love the, you know, just even more so showing the differences between um, Ma Costa and Mrs. Coulter when um, Ma is teaching or just showing Lyra, like, how to be a Egyptian woman, which was so mm-hmm. badass. I loved that scene oh my so God, much yes. when they were in the kitchen. Like, yes. oh, my heart was just like so filled at that scene. Um, and then her turning and she was like, well, Lyra was like, is that what I'm 
to become Egyptian woman. And she was like, you will become whoever you want mm-hmm. to become. Like yes. that is your path. And it's just like such a stark contrast between Mrs. Yeah. Coulter's I'm going to mold yeah. you and make you into exactly who I believe that you should be versus Ma being like, I'm going to teach you my ways, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything if that's not your choice. And I think that also shows the difference between the Egyptian community and um, women, I guess, in the rest of the culture of being under the magisterium's control and what power and agency women do and don't have in this world. Right. Definitely vibe with the free thinking of the, uh, of the Egyptians more, but... I love right? that. No, I love them. Oh, when they were chanting, like, um, I seriously, yeah. that whole scene was just so great. Mm-hmm. Um, when Lord Fall was giving his speech to everyone, like, I don't know, I'm a sucker for those scenes where it's like they everyone bands together mm-hmm. and the chanting along with right. that. Such a badass. Just, yeah. Uh, my heart but also giving the opportunity to speak for everyone to speak what they needed yeah freely which is in such opposition to what we see from the magisterium Mm -hmm. giving everything very hush and secret i'm trying to i remember so (laughs) the bugs the spy flies flies. Mm -hmm. i thought those are pretty cool but it's it was also it was really nice to see um Lyra like the first time she saw that like to see she's almost as sheltered as we are in this world where like you know she's never heard of this the spy fly and everyone's like oh yeah it's just, you know they're they're banned about like 15 years ago or something you know but um just to see that there's so much that we don't know about this world like how mm-hmm. do we don't you know like I don't know that's why I still I definitely think that there's more like magic that you know obviously the magisterium is in control of everything and i feel like you know they took the magic or you know just they have these things that they have banned because you know it would give more power to the people and you know if they couldn't have the sole power then no one could but it's i i hope that we continue seeing more things like that to you know really expand the world and we haven't and i definitely sorry keep going i i yeah go yeah that's like our first bit of magic that we've seen. Right. And this episode is the, in I this think it's the first one that world. mentions, so there's, Joshua, correct me if I'm wrong, the first one that mentions so much that we the witches. Um, well, they talked about the first before. episode. Oh, right. <laughs> but I mean, but literally it was yeah. just the first that the, time in, in yeah, story. It's just in the writing. Yeah. In story, they haven't mentioned the witches yet, but uh, there was the, um, the it's written just in prologue. The writing, the, right? When did they the mention episode. the witches? So um, the Egyptians they, actually mention them several times. That's where they're they're headed north, right. and they say that they are going to um, try and get the witches to like fight with them. Oh, so right, they're like, right. so they mention. I think he says well, with someone the witches on already, their side, right? Someone already mentions that they have the witches on their side. Or, I, yeah, I, only, I think that we. Ha- yeah, I don't think okay. they have them yet. I've They're like traveling that. to the north or to Tolisland or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's where they're where the witches are, but 
I think so. I mean, at the very, yeah, know, at the very end. I think they know that they need to gather, like, people in order to fight the the Magisterium or the Gobblers or whoever it ends up being. Um, both. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think the, so they, we have the mention of the witches and then also the spy flies, which they say is a, um, a bad, what did she say? Like a bad soul with a spell yeah, through its heart yeah. or something. So that was like, that. that's not just magic. Right. Like magic. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> but it also, like, it shows the desperation of Mrs. Coulter, oh, yeah. which is, I mean, I thought so interesting this episode. And, and to touch on some of the things that we talked about last episode, with that shame um i think it came out a lot when you learn both about her backstory and also when you see what she does like to lyra's room mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah and again this time like the monkey is allowed in on her shame like but she like still closes or he sorry he still closes mm-hmm. the door like blocking that out right i thought that was pretty powerful that moment um, and then learning about her backstory and just the Ma like said that she was a pariah after this happened. And so, you know, she is married. She has to be super, super young at this point. Um, married, has an affair with Lord Asriel, have a baby that Lord Asriel then takes. And we don't really... They said that they have to hide her because she can't hide. They can't hide the fact that that is obviously Lord Asriel's child. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we hear that like her husband then goes to like take revenge and is trying to kill Lyra, and Lord Asriel then kills him. <laughs> and we see the way that the law reacts to both of the men. And then we see how society reacts to Mrs. Coulter. And it, what struck me about that was just like, what was Mrs. Coulter's choice in all of that? And what kind of agency does she have? did she have in this world when, like, why Lyra was brought to a nunnery after that? Like, why couldn't she be with her mother? Like, what, mm-hmm. you know, that just stuck out to me of like, what rights did she yeah. have? And was she forced to give up Lyra? It's very interesting. I mean, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Because I mean, she really does. I don't know. I still feel like she doesn't want to be her mother, but uh, she wants to be, you know, her um, like you know, like she was saying, she wants her to basically be another, like another part of her that she can use, um, for you know whatever she deems necessary. So I don't know if like I don't know. people saw that in her, but Jess, did you have something? Yeah, no, I'm just saying, I just want to pick, I don't know. I feel like I was watching it with M and we watched that scene twice where she's in Lyra's room and there's just this look on her face. I think she wants to be her mother, but I don't think she knows what a mm. mother is or how to be a mother. Um, she's obviously been through hell and back her life and she's 
corrupted. Yeah. Like, I don't think that she can be a mother, but you still see a sense of longing. You still see that sense of like, why, why else would she spiral mm -hmm. just because Lyra's gone? Like, does she just want to use her as a tool or does she actually want her to be yeah. her family? Like, it's still hard to tell, but mm -hmm. I'm still conflicted because she just is a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think she's a good character. I definitely think that her <laughs> no. has no, not a great moral yeah. compass, um, power and manipulation and all of that. Um, and I, so I don't think she's a good character, but I also don't, I think that she has really complex and interesting motives that sometimes don't make sense. Yeah. Or contradict or counteract with each other. Right. I'm not saying she's a good person. I just, I'm intrigued by mm -hmm. her. I wish we could see, like, her past. Like, I want to see what happened to her. You know, because, I mean, obviously she's, you know, we've been, we know about, you know, her husband being murdered, but being murdered by, you know, someone that she loved probably either just as much or even more than her husband. Um, why was she married to her husband? You know, I don't, you know, mm -hmm. I just feel like there's a lot that we haven't seen, but it right. can to be very good. <laughs> and I just, there's so much about the story to me, and that's maybe just because I'm a woman, but there's so much of like powerlessness that I feel from the story that Ma Costa told because her part in that story was so non-existent. Oh. Oh, what happened? I think they just... They... Her and Boo got disconnected. Let me oh, try. Kate's back. There's Kate. Can Hello? You, can you hear? Hey. Oh, okay. Hello. Where's Boo? Boo? Well, there she is. It like completely cut out and I yeah, can't hear anything. You disconnected. All right. Sorry, Anyways. guys. I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> Mainly, well, I think what I'm trying to say is that. Like, I, it's it's so interesting to me, her story when Ma, when Ma Costa tells, obviously, Ma Costa's side of the story, um, like, Mrs. Coulter is so absent in that, and it just makes me feel like she was powerless in the situation, which doesn't feel that crazy in a, like, a strict religious society is not usually very beneficial towards women's, like, equality. And so... That powerlessness, though, is so interesting to then who we know as Mrs. Coulter and how power, control, and these things are everything to her. And to me, like, her character is starting to begin to make sense with that framing in mind. Again, right. it's not a complete version. It's not her version of her past. And so I'm just kind of filling in the blanks with that sense of powerlessness yeah. but to me it helped to make sense of how she would then go from a situation of being so powerless of having no say over her daughter to then becoming and and being socially outcast because of this you know because mm -hmm. Makasa said she was a pariah which means like ev no, like everybody stayed away from her and like wouldn't come near her, and right. you know. So then, like and then to become so powerful to be this, like such a, 
you know, person of great standing is really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, all, oh, sorry. No, sorry. I just say, yeah, when I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sorry. I think, I just think that little bit, it's like, we don't even get that much of the, of her backstory from her perspective, but it's like another part of the puzzle that is helping mm-hmm her to make more sense to me yeah and we saw when boreal was talking to her and he was like you know threatening to take away the like magisterium's funding of her like effectively taking away her power so we like from other characters that you know like um ma and and from boreal who you know we've been able to get a little bit of information about her but I don't know. It's still, you know, it's obviously not firsthand and we haven't seen like the hardship that she had to go through, like, you know, whether it be emotional or, well, I'm sure it's definitely emotional, but, you know, we have to take it all with a grain of salt, but it definitely seems like she's not a great person. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Very unhealthy. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, it's very nice. It's also whenever she was talking about, you know, um, how she's, afraid of heights because she can't you know um escape the feeling of just wanting to jump uh i think it was really cool to see her you know drinking uh and i think she was drunk i don't know she was it looked like she was stumbling a little bit but it could have just been yeah. on because she was on the ledge but you know that she, it just we get this feeling of her getting closer and closer to her edge you know of like mm-hmm. you know it, it it feels like she's losing the ground from underneath her and uh I think that's why ultimately why she went with the um the spy flies despite them being you know apparently highly illegal and everything um mm-hmm. but she was just grasp literally grasping at straws and you know sure enough it it worked out in her favor but yeah like at this point she's just willing to break all the rules yeah. and piss whoever off that she has to to get what she wants yeah i mean and i think that does show like her lose like what you're saying like becoming ungrounded because we see earlier i believe it was earlier um with her talking to the master of jordan college Mm -hmm. and her which like kind of confirms a lot of what we were talking about last week as well with you know she was like if you were really clever you would find a way to do your work under the magisterium's nose like you wouldn't stick out with this whole idea of um, scholastic sanctuary. She's like, you would do what you were doing under their nose, mm-hmm. like you, or like even using them to get what you wanted. Um, so like this idea that she like works with them in a way to get what she wants, but then we see her later on using something that's like expressly forbidden. Right. I think kind of, yeah, definitely shows that, like, she's becoming ungrounded. Mm-hmm. The hypocrisy be- behind it. Yeah. Well, and I also think with, with her specifically as well, that you get this, um, especially we saw in the last episode where the two um, priests come uh, to her house and she's, like, getting reprimanded in a way and then um she also is then in this episode saying like um i'm sorry uh (laughs) hi astrid um 
<laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to start that thought over and I'll just edit it. You can that. leave it in. Um, <laughs> I'll leave in all the puppy sounds. I think, yeah. I think with this uh, uh, last episode you saw with the... <laughs> <laughs> your Damon's or your demon. I always say Damon. Sorry. Damon too. <laughs> Matt Damon. I just feel we need a blanket apology for all of our mispronunciations. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Boreal. Boreal. <laughs> just gonna fuck them all up. Israel, 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 Um. So, with the last episode, we saw I, it clearly. She was, <laughs> oh clearly, my God. I'm never gonna finish this thought. Uh. So, with the last episode, we saw that the she was getting reprimanded by the two priests who came came to our house and were pretty much just like getting a little miffed at her uh, continued kind of arrogance and thinking that things would go unnoticed Mm -hmm. and so then in this episode we see her uh, and even with boreal coming and just kind of realizing that she's kind of slipping a little bit because of lyra um, and you see that again in, in this episode when he comes and, and sees the spy mm-hmm. flies and just it's kind of like you're doing some pretty risky things and it seems to him and then to us that this is way out of mm-hmm. character for her to be right. slipping this much. Um, and it's because I think of Lyra and her now connection with her. Um, however, unhealthy definition is right i know like i feel that she loves her in a very broken and unhealthy way oh yeah yeah not in a good way like there (laughs) is there is this like but i don't think she really fully knows how to love and so you know herself included so i definitely feel like she does love her daughter and wants to figure that out but is so broken herself and so unhealthy that she can't do that in a, in a right way. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you, if, if we assume that maybe she fell in love with Azriel and then the outcome of that was having a child out of wedlock, her then husband going and, going crazy and trying to kill that baby and also Lord Azriel, who then killed him and then her being outcast by society. It it's like what would that do to your view of what it means to right. love mm-hmm. something yeah. or someone? It's like love is always tied to death. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Yeah, or just or just, pain. or just yeah. yeah. Or just there pain you go. And shame. And, self-suffering and and shame and and causing you to lose whatever uh form of agency you had or yeah Mm -hmm. status that you had so i think there's there's a lot of i I see a lot of that in the way that they're portraying her character Mm -hmm. i thought it was also interesting to have 
Boreal be the one to see her with the spy flies, given we know how, like, you know, how much that he's also broken, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think he understands that, you know, with with the resources that they have in this universe, in this world, uh, and what they need to get done, whatever, you know, their agenda is, he's like, okay, that's crazy. But like, I don't know. I feel like they, you know, they both know that they kind of have a pass to kind of just, you know, do whatever the fuck they want because they feel like they have, you know, the right to do it, to, you know, kidnap these children and, you know, take them up north and, you know, do all this stuff out, you know, kind of outside of the law because it's, you know, so secret. But I don't know. I Like I said earlier, I hope we see more of it too. Like, I hope, you know, we see like fucking more bees that are, I don't know, just more of this crazy, weird, science-y, magic-y stuff. I think it's really cool. And I hope, I wonder yeah. if that's what's going to be in the North is like in the places that they're trying to get to is like more of this type of stuff. I don't know, maybe the witches. Um, but I just don't know why it's so coveted. Like why, why the Magisterium doesn't want anyone else to have it or anything like that. Well, I think you touched on it earlier, yeah. Caleb. Um, it's power. Mm -hmm. And you exert control over people by limiting who has access to these things. So we see that with the alethiometers. Like they are strictly like regulated and the only people that have the access to them and the books are people in within the magisterium. So all what we would think of as like these kinds of magic things have either been uh, outlawed like the spy flies or heavily restricted to those that are only in the magisterium. And that's how you exhibit like control over people and how you contain that control to yourselves. And we also have magic portals that we haven't really talked about. That is true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, speaking of Boreal, yeah. Let's um, bring up the all the information that he discovered. That they found out that uh, I I can never remember his name. Grumman, I think. Grumman, that he's from the other world. Yeah, and That's that you right. somehow like our world yeah. or whatever. That you somehow get a a demon when you come right. over into this world when you cross over. I don't know. That's think, pretty yeah. And, was, that's, yeah, so that's pretty that, wild, right? That's interesting. <laughs> And then, and then it leaves you questioning, like, who else has crossed over? Right. Who else has crossed over? And, like, what what does that mean, like, when you cross over as an adult? Like, I don't know, instead of being born with it. And then what happens when you cross back over? Like, do you still have your demon? Or what happens? Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's so many questions. Like, obviously, That's, we see yeah. that Boreal can take his he demon. His. But... He's also like, not what happens for long times. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when it's when your demon, you know, when you weren't born with your demon and then you get it, but like you're not native to that world or whatever. Right. And you go back to your, like, I don't know. It, it definitely opened up some like really, really interesting questions. Right. I'm, I'm definitely excited for more of his story on that path of like uncovering um, the family, Grumman's family. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And like finding more about that and it's very interesting as well when the guy his little contact like brought up like 
is this, are you doing this for yourself or is it for someone you work for? And like, we find out that he's just doing this on his own. So it's like personal for him. Mm -hmm. So it's not really like the magisterium who we kind of thought he was kind of working for slash with. Yeah. Um, and it's, I don't even think that, uh, Mrs. Coulter maybe knows about that. Like it seems something that's very hidden. And I, to go back to what you're saying, Caleb, about him seeing the spy flies, I actually kind of had a different reading where he was like, not happy that she was taking those risks because I don't know. I feel like he's watching her slip and Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't want you slipping to cost me something. Right. And what I'm trying to do. Right. But I thought it was interesting that uh, someone who has been going <laughs> back and forth between worlds for who knows how long and has relationships in this other world to then be like talking to her about. Right. Right. <laughs> like, even though he literally just came from yeah. another yeah. universe. I was like, we don't go keep going. And uh, yeah, just like the idea that he clearly i i agree with kate i don't think that anyone okay. knows that he's doing this and it and it seems like i don't know there's this if it's for the the reason that he kind of mentioned i i don't know it just seems kind of uninteresting to me just like this macho idea of like i thought i was the only one who was like brave mm-hmm. enough to do this and he was like and you haven't done it like you're so interested in it but you've never followed me over because you know why it's scary <laughs> you're a witch it's terrifying. baby and i'm the only <laughs> yeah and i was just like okay is he like really just trying to find this other person because they he wants to figure out like if he's Tough yeah. enough. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems. It seems. It. It seemed a little. I weird think it's to me. something and deeper. I, mm-hmm. I yeah, think. I hope there's so. also more consequence for him if she gets caught mm-hmm. because she specifically, after he says something, she says, "Don't worry, you still have your card to play with." You know, the magisterium, and mm-hmm. uh, we don't know what that is, but right. It sounds like he's more worried that she's going to mess up whatever he's doing. Right, yeah. Right. That's what I think as well. Hey, it's Kate, and you're listening to The Siblings Cast. I was just... Have we seen any consequences for using any type of this, like, magic? Like, we see, obviously, Miss Coulter, like, you know, kind of ransack, um, was it, uh, Jordan, for mm-hmm. ha- just having those books or whatever, um, to read the alethiometers, but, like, you know, we didn't, like, I mean, okay, you ripped up some books, but, like... Well, you- she was also that... ransacking just because she yeah. was angry and yeah. happened to find those books. That's why yeah, I, was, was, I was like, that's not due just, process. <laughs> no, obviously not. They were they were looking. They were she, looking. Yeah. She actually, she tells them, find me something. Yeah. Yeah. Heresy, whatever it is. Like, or, they are, right. Yeah. Illegal. Right. She is 
she was on a mission to find something and then she found the alethiometer. Um, the interesting thing to me about that is that I had thought, and Joshua, you can kind of talk more about this, but I vaguely, vaguely remember the books, but I thought she knew that Lyra had the alethiometer prior to this. Um, yeah, that, that was, that was a plot point. I didn't, uh, see them. Yeah, I guess I guess it's not a spoiler now, but um, so yeah, in the books, there's a subplot where, um, and we saw this in the very first episode. Mrs. Coulter's demon spends a lot of time trying to get the alethiometer from Lyra, and there's a scene in the very first episode where Lyra starts clutching. Uh, she puts the alethiometer in her pocket a little more. And Miss Coulter's demon really like perks was up that and in the stares airship? at her as yeah. she does yep. that. Yep, I remember. Yeah, that. it was in the airship. But and so in the books, there's a, a whole subplot where one of the reasons uh, Mrs. Coulter's demon is like snooping on Lyra is to try to figure out where she's hiding the Elysiometer mm-hmm. and to try to take it. But yeah, yeah, they didn't really touch on that in, yeah, in the series. Yeah, I was really surprised um, when she figured out that. Lyra had the alethiometer like surprised and also kind of like nervous yeah yeah like scared and but I wonder like how much again I don't remember much of the books and so I wonder how much of that change is to make her a little bit more sympathetic to us and that now there's not that subplot of oh she's just has Lyra to get something from her in that Mm -hmm. sense like physically like just to get the alethiometer from her like she's trying to get a lot from lyra but it's more emotional yeah, than yeah. it's not really physical. you know this physical thing yeah and so i right. think I, I wonder if that change was so that there could be a little bit more shades yeah. and complexity to her character and the way that we view her character then we you know we can't chalk it up to oh she just was there because she wants the alethiometer right. or whatever um Sure. Yeah. And I mean, it's been a couple of years since I read the book, but if I'm not mistaken, the, the whole scene in the part that, uh, party scene, um, she throws that party with, and like pampers Lyra and gets her all set up to like serve drinks and stuff just so that her demon can go and search her room and try to find her. Yeah. Like I thought it was like a big um, part of the story. So yeah, it was pretty big. And and, like, I thought we were going to get that when she started questioning her about always yeah, wearing same. that bag, yeah. handbag and um <laughs> we didn't but either way it was mm-hmm. a nice nod to that that yeah. scene in the book and and yeah um, i just think it would have been hard to fit that in the tv you know like we're yeah I, I just you know they don't want to show the same you know these characters just her just trying to find the alethiometer for two episodes you know i think it was a lot better to try and see her like right. working to get inside uh of lyra's like get in her head and and try and create this little mini me rather than you know look for her possessions but speaking yeah. of alethiometers we get to see lyra i think uh, that was pretty cool use the alethiometer and she and yeah, she, yeah she understood it completely which is really cool especially after um Fatacorum. Uh, I'm gonna butcher mm-hmm. Fatacorum. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a uh, fooder is a beer <laughs> making thing. Um, anyways, uh, 
he fought a quorum <laughs> tell her that it was like it would be impossible right. for mm-hmm. her to be able to read it and right. it's like you have to study years and have all these different books and have all yeah. this mm-hmm. special knowledge and that you just you don't have it but it's nice that you have this <laughs> it, was, it was really just it was one of the <laughs> few times that <laughs> yeah it was one of the few times where his character was dismissive and otherwise an amazingly right. like sympathetic mm-hmm. I, love, I love him character to, to I her love him. yeah i mean he's so i mean great. yeah um, i think too you know last week we talked a lot about deception um with a little bit of trust but i feel like this episode we could talk a lot oh, about yeah. trust oh, yeah. and earned tr- and right. earned trust um specifically when it comes to the egyptians mm-hmm. and how like she accepted them as her family no, and I was, like, shocked that she even showed him. Right. Because she's, I mean, she's, like, I don't know. Like, that just shows how much she's grown to trust them in mm-hmm. such a short time. Yeah, And I think because, you know, I mean, she had that moment with Ma Costa when, you know, she was, like, I can't, I'm not safe. Like, you said that you would keep me safe and you didn't, you know, and she's, like, She's still like re- grappling with what she said at the end of the um, last week's episode, where like adults just like are not trustworthy, mm-hmm. um, and she's still, you know, so she's still processing that. And for Ma to like just tell her everything and own up to kind of like what she feels as her own failure when it comes to Lyra, um, I think that went a long way. Mm-hmm. For her, and then also her connection with Fadakorum when she realizes why he wouldn't let Tony and Benjamin get more information. Um, because right. she was like, Oh, you were protecting me. Mm-hmm. Like, you were, you were risking yourselves by not getting all the information that would have been helpful to you because I, my safety was more important. Right. Right. And I think yeah. that's like it goes to show that you know if I don't a lot of like shows and movies and stuff do that where they like they either keep the kids or keep the main character out of the loop seemingly to like progress the story I guess but it leaves that where you're just like why don't you just tell them you know like I had that same problem with the Last Jedi uh, when the lady just didn't tell Poe this you know the uh, the her plan and it ultimately led to poe going you know behind everyone's back and causing this big mess and it was nice to see that in in this episode where she was like you know what you know screw it uh you've been you know you've had the veil over your eyes for long enough and she just told her and i feel like that was like you know the first time that an adult hadn't lied to her and i think it went it definitely definitely went right yeah that's yeah. what I was thinking. Um, or tried to conceal right. something. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not going <laughs> to. I had to, I had to bring it maybe, back. Maybe later. Uh, because I know. I know we have a totally different way <laughs> yeah, on that. Yeah, we all but, do. Um, I feel like everyone does. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I think that that is super valid. And just that that is something that she's been mm-hmm. craving and and. You, you see her even just 
yelling that at Makasa. It's just like, no one is telling me anything. And I, how am I supposed to trust people right. if they're not telling me the truth? And and then you see Makasa just have that point where she's like, you're right. How It's true. Yeah. Like, you should know these things. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, it's it's doing more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeping you in the dark on this stuff and just tells her honestly everything, which was like such a, that was yeah. a really mm-hmm. powerful scene. And yes. And even her conversation with Parakoram about mm-hmm. the demons. It was God, really good. Was so beautiful. And there was one line where she was talking about uh, how she didn't want mm-hmm. Pan to settle uh-huh. and just to keep changing. And he was like, yeah. And he started talking about how he wouldn't, uh, there are times when he would change uh, uh, he said he, he, said he wouldn't so change awesome. a hair on her head, but that doesn't mean that sometimes he doesn't dream her different. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I got and chills I was just again. About, <laughs> oh, I know that. Yeah, so I was just thinking about how, like, yeah, how that's such a human feeling about how, man, yeah, when you feel, even when you're feeling really good about yourself, or like you've accepted yourself. In, in a way that's really good and healthy, there are still moments when you're just like, man, I wish mm-hmm. I was more mm-hmm. like this, or I yeah. wish that some, sometimes I was a little bit yeah. like, and it like wasn't, that person. Or it wasn't so... a typical, like, it was, it was a really honest and vulnerable thing to say to her. It wasn't the typical, like, oh, you'll settle and it'll be great and you'll you'll be always happy about it you know like that like pep talk thing that parents or just adults in general can fall into with children like it was a a moment of really raw Mm -hmm. beautiful vulnerability and honesty and I think again Lyra is smart she doesn't need to just be told what people think she wants to hear like that's not actually what she wants she wants that that honesty with people because we see so many of the people in her life have not been that way Mm -hmm. to her and have concealed so much from her. So for Badakoram to say something that was so deeply honest and revealing and vulnerable, I think um, impacted her so much to be like, she doesn't, she hasn't known him for very long and yet she's going to show him the alethiometer pretty Mm -hmm pretty soon you know like after meeting him mm-hmm. i think we also see a yeah. lot of a lot of that same truth in her and roger's relationship as well because you know whenever she was at jordan she was surrounded by all these you know people who were trying to teach her who were trying to you know who had plans set forward for her and having roger there who basically you know she was just another kid they were just kind of you know dicking around and having fun all the time <laughs> um like that really helped her keep that you know that free spirit and a little bit of the rebellion against you know and and that want for more of the you know just the wholesome relationships that she never really had well her and roger were like a hundred percent with each other that's why their relationship is so beautiful like she as soon as she found out or heard about the dust and then as soon as she got the alethiometer mm-hmm. like she literally right, just right. told roger, roger. <laughs> like, they were like keep this safe and keep it a secret and she's like look what i have <laughs> like 
she was like, oh, he doesn't count, which is how we feel about any mm-hmm. of our closest relationships. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you have those people that you're like a hundred percent honest with, it's like, you just yeah. don't conceal things from them. Key to a healthy relationship, so. I guess. <laughs> communication (laughs) and honesty and trust (laughs) and honesty that's right i'm excited i'm i'm glad we're finally gonna we're finally gonna get to the uh get to the north in the next episode and see what that's all about oh me too (laughs) i remember a little bit more about the north so i'm excited (laughs) i have like no idea what (laughs) i it's like I'm excited, but it's so unknown. Like I yeah, just, my predictions aren't going to be. I, I feel like a spot on for this next episode, but I'm really, I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. I think, you know, with all this talk and and setup yeah. for the North, it's going to be. It better be. I should say, uh, pretty nice to see everything kind of not come to conclusion, but you know, just see what's see what's going on up there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get my reunited. Um, everyone gets the scene that I want. Oh yeah, it didn't quite happen for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen this episode, but but I did. The, yeah, they're, the they're, they're not in the so, north yet. They're all yeah, gonna yeah. meet up in the north. To be fair, though, it would have been kind of a bummer if Lyra got reunited with Roger because that would have meant that she would have right. stayed I was, by the yeah. Right. Instead, like, I was like, who the hell is rescuing her? And then she yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> 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 I love that she always says yeah. his name like that. So I don't know if she sees him like you know like a. I don't know because I mean she doesn't really know them like, I know she just recognizes their names but I don't. Has it been established that she, she like, hung out with them? She, yeah, I mean because in the very first episode there was it's like mostly been alluded to that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is from the books. Um they would have these like full on like mud wars between That's the right. like children from Oxford yeah. versus the Egyptian children and like Lyra actually ends up stealing <laughs> the Costa's boat, their house. <laughs> oh my <laughs> so goodness. Oh my stealing their boat. And so we see that in the postcard in the mm-hmm. in the T V story. So we see that in the postcard that she has tacked to her wall that Lord Azriel wrote to her after she stole the boat. And then um, when Roger comes and tells her that Billy is missing, he's like, you know, Tony's brother or like, you know, they Mm -hmm. like say it like that. So like, it's pretty clear that they have had interactions with each other. Right. To know. Yeah. So it's like her friend's little brother kind of Basically. Yeah. They played together. Yeah. Played together slash against each other. Yeah. She didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Against each other. Yeah. But they knew each other well enough to know their names. Like, neighborly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Well, that's interesting. I'm definitely excited. I I don't know. Does anybody, Boo or Jess, anybody have anything about the next episode or, or anything else about this episode? Um... I mean, I don't feel like the next episode they're going to be reunited. Oh, I yeah. feel like that's going to be drawn out. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be. For... I don't yeah. even, you know, like, I don't know if it's even this season. Right. I mean, we know um, the gobblers are pretty quick at moving them, but yeah. Yeah. 
but I'm excited for everyone to be making their way to the north because, like, from the beginning, that's all we've heard mm-hmm. about is the north. So right. I'm excited. I think it'd be really yeah. The idea of the north feels like that magic Caleb, mm-hmm. that you are wanting yeah, more definitely, of. Like definitely. it definitely feels yeah. Especially like the witches, yeah, and polar yeah, like, bears. And polar bears. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there just feels like a lot in the north that is very different from the very controlled um, Oxford that we've been in or London mm-hmm. that we've been in. Yeah, I have this feeling that it's, I don't know the right word. It's just less, not civilized, but like wild. Yeah. More, yeah, more wild than what we've seen. Yeah, I was about to make it. Beat me to it. Ha 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 ha. Beyond the wall. Mm-hmm. Need my John. Going to the north. Oh. <laughs> um. Anybody else? You know, still looking forward for the next one. I almost let it continue i didn't i forgot that the whole show was out and i was like about to take a nap and i heard the next episode was starting i yeeted myself off the bed i was like i gotta turn that shit off <laughs> it's so it is really difficult I, to not, and also, uh, to not Caleb, skip ahead you are notoriously the worst among us <laughs> yeah. at spoilers. I know, I've been trying really hard. That's so, why. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. If you yeah. did not watch ahead, ahead. I would be I would be like, alright, Caleb, you can't be on this episode because right. you're gonna spoil everything. Right, that's why I've been... I've... <laughs> it's gonna be like, my predictions, my predictions <laughs> oh, yeah. are, this is what, yeah. this is what happens. happens. <laughs> it's, a, it's a prediction yeah. to you guys, not to me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next episode you're like i was right <laughs> called <Pay it>. up. <laughs> <laughs> called it i have been very i've been i've been holding myself back. i like i like the anticipation and the waiting to be honest so yeah it feels it feels a lot like a forced mm-hmm. like game of thrones kind of situation where it's like okay now i'm watching it every right. every sunday yeah. at right. eight or nine whenever it came on and then gives <laughs> oh, you a lot of time to reflect to yeah out. i feel like you like just what stew happens. on every yeah. little thing yeah. and i mean unfortunately i don't even feel like we touch on half the episode when we talk because um i said unfortunately but maybe fortunately <laughs> the show is just so deep and we're able to kind of like dig really mm-hmm far into like a few aspects of it that there are like even major things that happen that were like oh yeah yeah and then this really intense thing happened and we're not gonna actually <laughs> talk about it like there's we talked one we talked like one second about uh poor benjamin and then we moved on <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> oh yeah yeah I will say it was pretty interesting to see mm-hmm. his demon yep. into disappear dust. into dust right after and it was like Oh, yeah. and then her demon yeah. is like mm-hmm. That's what I don't think it. he's a demon. I don't I think he's a demon. That. I I don't. <laughs> he just he doesn't. But I also feel yeah. like if you if like yeah if I died in front of <laughs> yeah. you and you saw my soul parts <laughs> or like whatever space dust is, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like you would still be mesmerized even though you're also a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't think that's like definitive <laughs> proof because I don't. Yeah, but it's it's I, something. I actually thought it was really interesting as much as 
the concept of dust infuriates her even though she's like trying to learn about it and like understand it it's a very like cold detached like scientific way to me Mm -hmm. that she's trying to understand dust but then to have her demons so mesmerized by like how beautiful it was right i thought was really interesting right see um i got the impression that she knew more about dust what wait a second what kate we don't know what dust is. What do you mean? I don't I don't know what dust is. I don't know. I just said Oh, so like you made it sound like when his when her demon kills or when yeah, when he dies. His demon that it, the, that that was dust. It looked like that. Looked like like it. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh no, said I it said was yeah, dust. I said it looked like dust whenever it it disappeared. That I mean, picture. it looked the same as that stuff in the photo. But that's photo. why I'm like kind of freaking out because that's yeah. really insane. <laughs> Are you just making <laughs> the dust like You didn't realize the when you watched it and he disappeared like into real a dust time. looking. <laughs> it was a dust bunny. <laughs> I'm like realizing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, it was crazy. So and it wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, wait, what? my mind blew. Oh my yeah, and to to be fair. Uh, mm-hmm. Benjamin killed himself by yeah, jumping into the kill, the demon didn't kill into him. the elevator shaft. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. And yeah. when he died, when he died, is when his demon poofed into what looked yeah. like particles, the same stuff mm-hmm. that Lord Azriel was taking pictures of. This like colorful, like dust particles. So it looks like his demon just did. Turned we into see dust, dust when Boreal died. killed the journalist butterfly we didn't okay. but we it was in his did because yeah because it was in his hands but also i wonder if he like absorbed different. it yeah her their deaths were different so and yeah i don't know if this has anything to do with it because i 100 can't remember but <laughs> when he killed the journalist he killed the mm-hmm. demon which then killed, killed her. her yeah but the opposite happened right, with Benjamin. Right. Benjamin killed himself, and then that killed his his demon. That killed his demon. So I mean, and like, yeah, we knew that from episode mm-hmm. one when Lyra, when they're in the um, crypt, where she's like, "How come when you die, your demon disappears, but we yeah. leave behind bodies yeah. or whatever?" Yeah. So. We kind of knew all that, but yeah, they died differently, but so that might have something with to do with it, but he was also, it was like crushed in his hand, yeah. so it could have, there could have been dust in his hand, I That's, don't know. Yeah. But it also doesn't seem like something that you can hold. I'm also confused as to how we could see it. Yeah, I mean, it disappeared yeah. pretty quickly. Like, it, yeah, it wasn't. It it wasn't that it just like, like floated off into the, it wasn't, the yeah. like, air. It wasn't it falling like, down. It was going. It wasn't and then it disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't feel yeah, so good. No. no I guess that's wasn't. just why I mm-hmm. didn't make the connection of it being dust until you guys started. Yeah, that was just like being dust. their way of. Bleeding. That's just our assumption. So, no. Yeah. I just, <laughs> in my mind, if that assumption is yeah, yeah. my mind was being blown. <laughs> Just wonder, trying to process everything. I wonder where we'll go from there. But I just... Well, that's an interesting note. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? I wonder. 
Oh. No, sorry. Well, I just thought it was interesting that, I mean, you know, if, you know, Lyra's demon knows about, you know, their life, you know, like they know how they exist for the most part. Um, I just, it was, it looked like her monkey was curious about it. And like, I don't know, because the way he like reached up and tried to like grab it. I don't know. Just because you know. It could be very minute. Just because you know, like, we're made up of something. If you were to see, if you were to see my. Yeah insides come out i don't know you would be surprised <laughs> yeah. and, like, whoa yeah <laughs> even though you know i have organs right like, if you saw them i mean you know like i'm i'm, I'm not I'm gonna not let saying, this monkey pull a fast one on me though saying you're wrong <laughs> well, i'm just saying i definitely wrong. <laughs> i don't know well we've seen a lot i mean we've i I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you're trying to say because we've seen all the demons be able to express right. emotions. Um, Sorry. <laughs> so I'm just not understanding why. Why do you think the emotion the, he was showing was curious? Mind. But go ahead, Boo. Um, well, like the demons are a part of them, so they wouldn't know more than what they do. Well, I just because, like, you know, right. Liar was asking, was asking Pan about it. But Pan never knew any more information than Lyra does. If I'm not wrong, I don't. I don't think he. No, he I'm pretty sure. No. no, he doesn't. I'm pretty sure. No, you're right. That she would. They would. They're learning all of yeah. this stuff together. Yeah. I, so just because he is a demon doesn't mean he knows all about. Yeah, demon well, and just yeah. because like we're humans doesn't know mean we know how humans came about. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like innately until someone teaches us about. You they're know, they're essentially like the same. They're learning. Why? Because yeah, because she asked him in the crypt, and I don't know, but. She well, she just said that they disappear. It's like, it's she's talking to Roger then. Oh, I thought she was talking to him. Oh, it's okay. No, yeah. she's talking to Roger. <laughs> she's talking to Roger. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right. <laughs> also, another really powerful scene. It was like the first time that we've seen uh, Mrs. Coulter like actually physically engage, and it was, you know, almost more like primate like mm-hmm. than her actual monkey demon. Like it was like oh, yeah. so insane. Like the way, I mean, even when <laughs> it was he fell, <laughs> when he or when he jumped down the shaft, and her like again that like frustrated yeah, like snarl, snarl thing that's very like monkey like yeah. that she did yeah. was just like similar to what she. But did then to I Lyra. also felt like there was this almost like which maybe could explain also the monkey's like fascination, like her constant kind of like back and forth fascination with her own death Mm -hmm. um and when she kind of Mm -hmm. i i felt like she looked at that elevator shaft a little too long yeah after he jumped almost like yeah it did cut back yeah like it wasn't like she had moved on from thinking about benjamin and was like now thinking about well if he did it you know yeah it was like almost back to that play of like her jumping and and so that could also maybe be part of the like fascination that um her demon had when she saw or when he saw the dust Mm -hmm. or whatever it was like yeah that like this almost this draw that she has shown that she has this like back and forth with the idea of death um kind of just mirrored in her demon's fascination right with the beauty of death definitely very interesting yeah 
She's a very complex character. Oh, I know. Sure. We talk we, we talk about her most yeah. because I think she's so I know. Mm-hmm. More than Myra. No, I wouldn't. I, think I wouldn't say that. But... More mm-hmm. I think the complexity with Mrs. Coulter. I yeah. think Lyra is still develop. We're still developing with her. I just mm-hmm. maybe talked about Miss Coulter more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is it's, an accurate yeah. statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, these past two episodes, though, I feel like mm-hmm. have really been about her yeah. in a lot of ways. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, especially the last episode, and then I think um, this episode. Uh, we get to learn about you yeah, know, her, a yeah. little bit of her backstory. And then we get to see how that has like juxtaposed with her, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spiraling, I think was really interesting. And, you know, with the, the reveals of the last episode with her being behind the gobblers and then wanting these children for something weird. And then, so I think now moving forward, we're going to, we'll probably, move away from so yeah. much Miss Coulter mm-hmm. centered episodes, especially as we don't know what Miss Coulter is going to be doing, but we definitely know that Maybe. Lyra and the Gypsies right. are, are headed north right now. Well, um, sounds like she's going to be so. following her. <laughs> <be interesting>. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, she yeah. has the spy fly, though. So. So I bet we're going to run into that. Asriel up there, but I don't know yet. I don't know. He's been he hasn't been in the picture in a while. He's just chilling up yeah. in the woods somewhere, I guess. He just <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he found a portal. Maybe. Wait. Wait. He did kind of, but I didn't step through. That's true. Or hasn't figured out. There's not. It's not. It doesn't like, look the yeah, same though. Yeah. That's the thing that's really interesting. Is it, it was like the people. He's like seen it. Yeah. No, it was the the was, city. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The city. So that's very, and it's also, that's not, that's also not what it looks like when the other guy steps through. Yeah, it definitely looks through. different. That is not, I didn't think those were the same places. You There's know? like a castle in the sky versus like our world, yeah. which is not, not a, a castle, castle in the sky. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And even Boreal's portal, it just, it looks like he can't see, like the way that they've shown it, there's mm-hmm. like when you look through yeah. it, there's nothing. It just looks like yeah. a weird cut or like a weird like like someone has mm-hmm. put this weird curtain that's sheer in front, but you can just see the other side of it being his yeah. universe, not another universe, which I think is really interesting. Whereas this uh was and maybe it's the difference between the way that mm-hmm. he yeah. photographed it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it, it's a it's feels very altogether mm-hmm. interesting. But yeah, mm. definitely don't know of any <laughs> Alaska. <laughs> Alaska. Very true. Cool. Well, I'm excited to talk about. Oh yeah, episode yeah. four <laughs> next week. All right, talk to you guys then. See you later, skaters. Bye. We'll talk to Bye. you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on social media at The Siblings Cast. If you enjoy the podcast, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. See you next time.
I've got food coming in ten minutes, but I don't think it'll be a problem. I'm not 